in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 1. He says, Now I, Paul, myself, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence and base among you, but being absent and bold towards you. This is Paul speaking. Then he goes on to say, But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence. For if I think to be bold against some, which think of us as if we walk according to the flesh. Paul said, I'm not walking by the flesh. Go on, look what he said. Verse 3 says, but though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. No, we don't walk after the flesh. Then he says in verse 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. That's my weapons, not not my knowledge. And it's hard to to accept that, isn't it? It's very hard because you want to be able to be able to handle some things yourself. <laughs> I know I do. Let's be real. Let's be real about it. There's some things that I just want to take care of. I want to fight my own battle sometimes. And you know, it's, it's hard to, to sit there and just let somebody just do me wrong and 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 don't do anything. But but God said, Paul says, our weapons are not carnal. So my physical strength, my ability to maneuver, uh, my ability to run and whatever, that's not my weapon. A gun is not my weapon. I could buy a gun, but that's not my weapon. A knife is not my weapon. Paul said, he said his weapon, look what he said. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I got to learn to let God. I had to learn. I, I used to be a person. I once was a person that tried to do it myself. But I recognized and realized that I needed God to do it. And that's what Paul was talking about. He says, and I looked up the word weapons for you today. Weapons is reconstruction of a Roman siege tower with battering rams in the first century A.D. Since mankind's beginning, the desire to impose one's will upon another person, a being has led to Active, active conflict using many types of weapons. We like to do that, don't we? We, we like to, you know, show people what we can do. We like to do that. I, I mean, let's face it. I'm human just like you. I like to show people that I can get out of this stuff. It's like I used to race, race cars. Man, I want to show my cars fast. I was running G G modified and F gas. I like to show you, man, I could beat you. I I mean that that was the thing. That was my way of being winning. See, as a man, as a human, we like to win. 
But that's not our real weapon. That, that gets us in trouble. In human history, it shows and marks means by which the implements were advanced through technological, through this past six millennials. We got people going to the moon now. Jet planes fly, flying five, six, seven hundred miles an hour. I remember I went to Israel in, and I think it was 85, and if the power of, of, of uh, radio back, he said, ladies and gentlemen, we're cruising at 550 miles an hour. Cruising. 550 miles per hour through the air. And it still took us 13 hours from New York to get to Israel, Amman, Jordan, really. 13 hours at 500, over 500 miles an hour. Now, man like to prove that. You know, I think fastest I've ever run on the road down here on land is 120 miles an hour. I did that. I had a uh, Mustang, and I just wanted to see what it would do. I think it was a 1990 Mustang with a 430-cubit-inch, uh, what was it, 406-cubit-inch engine in it. And I just wanted to see what it would do. So I ran it. I got it up to 120 miles an hour, so I can't stand no more. So, so we always like to prove how we can do, outdo the other person. That's a weapon, like, to prove that my weapon is better than yours. Number three, the weapon is the implement of warfare. And a defense are known from these sources. Excavation, pictoria, representation, in murals, reliefs and models, and written documents. We, we, we use our pen language as a weapon. Some people have lost their homes, lost their houses, lost their business because somebody outwitted them with a pen. And you got people that actually practice conning other people out of their stuff because they're the weapon. I outsmarted you as a weapon. In Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 4 said, we use... God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. Now that's Second Corinthians chapter two and verse four. I read that from from the New Living Testament translation of the Bible. Let me read it to you again. Second Corinthians chapter two and verse four from the New Living Translation of the Bible. It said, "We are." We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We use God's weapons, not, not man's weapons. In Matthew chapter 18, verse number 3, I want to show you something here. Please, take this down, write it down. Matthew chapter 18, verse 3 through 6. Verse 3, three says, then he said, I tell you the truth. This is Jesus talking. Unless you turn from your sins 
and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of God. That is a hard thing to do, isn't it? To become as a child. And you say, I'm grown. I'm not. You can't tell me nothing. I'm grown. But Jesus said, said we become as a child. We can't do it. Look what he says in verse number four. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Verse number five. And anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcome in me. But you know what, saints? Let me tell you, it is a hard thing to be quiet. It's hard. I'm, I'm, I'm living with this. Verse number six says, but if you cause one of these little ones who trust in me to fail or to fall into sin, it would be better for you to have a large millstone of tied around your neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. See, Jesus, I, fight. I want you to know tonight that Christ Jesus fight your battles. There's not a time that God won't fight your battles. There's not a time. He's telling you tonight that I'll fight your battles. I'll fight them for you. I'll fight your battle for you. I'll, I'll do it for you. Just let me do it. That's my weapon. So my topic is I'm a weapons. My weapon, your weapon is Jesus Christ, God Almighty. He will take care of you, man. He'll fix it for you. He'll deliver you. He'll set you free. Jesus Christ is our weapon. He will make a way for you. He will do it if you trust him. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 3 says, Now I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am base among you, but being absent and bold towards you. Paul's talking. Paul is talking. Now listen, he's talking to us now. Look, I'm, I'm bold. But you know what? God will make a way for you. God will make a way for you. He said the weapons of the weapons we use in our fight are not made by human rather. They are powerful weapons from God. With them we destroy people's defenses. That is their arguments. No matter what you try to do, you can't win over a man of God. God is stronger than you and I. God can give you the victory tonight. He's your defense. Jesus Christ is your weapon. He'll fight your battle for you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 5, the Bible says, and all their intellectual arrogance that oppose the knowledge of God, we take every thought captive so that it is obedient to Christ. Did you hear that? No matter who, what university they went to, 
what school they attended, no matter how much strength they got, I want you to know they could not. You remember Goliath? He tried to destroy David, but he couldn't. Because greater in he, is he that's in you and I than he that's in the world. Jesus Christ, God Almighty, is our weapon. He'll fight our battle. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26, For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many, not many nobles are called. See, you might feel, you might remember that you were nothing. You, are, you might can remember that. I remember that. I mean, I never could run that fast. I could run, but not that fast. But when I got into that drag racing boy and them cars, I thought I was good at that. My car used to do wheelies, man. I, I would do wheelies, pick the foot in above the ground. I mean, God was good to me. But guess what? That wasn't my, that wasn't my weapon. See, I took this being a mechanic, being my weapon, but it wasn't. God Almighty was my weapon. Look what it says in Second Corinthians chapter two, verse number one. But I am determined this with myself that I would not come again to you in heaviness. Paul said, I'm not going to come with myself. No, I'm going to trust God. I ain't going to do it myself. I'm just wasting my time trying to, man, you beat me all. You, you know what? I don't stand a chance with you. I'm telling you that right now. I know I don't. But with God, my God, I got God on my side. I know I can win. Philippians chapter 3, verse number 4 says, Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, I might have some. If any other man thinketh that he has whereof he might trust in the flesh, Paul said, I know more. You know what? Well, I was good with working on automobiles. I was very good. I mean, I'm, I'm not tooting the horn that I was good. I, I had my business. I kept it for, uh, for 30 years, man. I tell you, I, I did good. I sold that business and made good money. I made good money. I made over, over $100,000 a year. I mean, just, just good money. But guess what? Paul said, that's not it. That's not it. Verse number four said, verse number one, let's look at verse, back at verse five. Verse five said, Paul talking, circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee. Paul said, all of this, I was born from the right stock, I came from the right family, I'm a Hebrew, and I'm a Pharisee. I was blameless, but that's not it. Look what it says in verse 6. Concerning zeal, Paul said, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. Paul said, I'm blameless when it comes down to righteousness according to the law. He said, I'm keeping the law. But look what it says in verse 7. But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Paul said, I recognize and I realize 
that I need Jesus Christ. That's what I need. I need Jesus Christ. I know that I have overcome. I, I'm a Pharisee. I studied. I got credentials. Paul said, that really means nothing. It really means nothing. It means that I've excelled in this world. You know, you were in my office right here in Greenville now. I got plaques on the wall. I got degrees on the wall. You know what? That don't mean nothing. I've been to Bible school. I'm an ordained elder. I'm an ordained bishop. I'm an ordained apostle. That don't mean nothing. Paul said, but what things were gained to me, those I counted Lost for Christ. Christ is the greatest thing that could ever happen for you and I, my sister and brother. Nothing better. Look what it says in Philippians chapter number three, verse number eight. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. Paul said, what I had is nothing compared to having Jesus Christ. Jesus is my fight. He's he's the one that'll fight for me. He's the one that'll take care of me. Those things that I had are nothing to him. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 4 said, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. How to mighty know. Paul said, I'm not depending on my education. I'm not depending on my degrees. I'm not depending on my uh, position as an apostle. I'm not depending on that. I'm depending on God Almighty. Hallelujah to God. Verse number five said, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. I told my, you know, Paul says, that's what my strength is. That's in God, not in me. I'm a nobody. What can I do? Paul said, I can't heal myself. I can't do nothing. But God, but my God, I'm about sick on my sick. Yes, Lord. Verse number six. Uh, excuse me, verse uh, chapter 4, verse 4. Listen to what he says. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Hallelujah to God. Jesus Christ is our strength. God is our strength. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 15, the Bible said, Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Good God from Zion. If you walk with sisters and brothers, if you stay with Jesus, there's a great reward. If you stick with Jesus, you'll see great and mighty things happening. I'm a living witness that God can do 
great and mighty things. Are you all just looking at me? And my Caucasian brothers, if you listen, don't don't be offended. But the building that I own, we own down here in North Carolina, it was owned by Caucasians. And they didn't want me to have it. But because God fights battles, because God makes ways. Now we own that piece of property. Our church owns it. Now we're not a big, big church, but that church is on two and a half acres of land. It has a sanctuary, a dining room, and 13 more extra rooms in there. God Almighty did it. We have seven houses down here in Greenville. God Almighty, I didn't do any of that. It was Jesus Christ. He's the one that fights my battles. They told me, you can't get this place. I want you all to know that the Lord God fights for us. That's my conclusion. The Lord God Almighty, he fights for you. That's your strength tonight. That's your victory tonight. Will you come out of this thing? Yes. Are you going to be victorious? Yes, you are. God will bring you out. I'm telling you this evening, stay with Jesus. Don't leave him. Right now, things might not be looking that great, but the Bible says weeping may endure for a night. Joy comes in the morning. After a while, you're going to have so much joy. God's going to bless you. I want you all to know that tonight. I'm just stopping by to tell you. I'm getting ready to leave you. But you know what? Christ won't leave you. I'm on the air. Some of y'all tuning in to me tonight. But I'm telling you tonight, Jesus Christ is there with you. He's right there taking care of you. He's there looking out for you right now. (laughs) I want you to know something. God Almighty is on your side. You are more than a conqueror. You're not just a conqueror, but you are more than a conqueror. You win, my friend. (laughs) Oh, good God, I want you all to know something. (laughs) God can help you tonight. He's your your weapon. He'll fight for you. He'll bring you out. He'll open doors. People shut doors in your face, and God will turn right around and open that same door. I'm a living witness. The same door that the devil closed, Jesus Christ will open it for you. He said, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Christ wants you to come to him tonight, and he wants to bless you. He wants to bless you tonight. Listen, I'm just taking the time, I want you to know that Christ Jesus, God Almighty, is your weapon. And God will fight for you. Yes, he will. He'll deliver you. He'll set you free. The Bible talks about it in Amos chapter 9, and this is the message Bible. So yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God decrees. That's capital G-O, capital G, capital O, capital D, capital S. God, ain't nobody greater than God. God himself decrees. Things are going to happen so fast. Your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. 
everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings, blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. God promised that he'll do that for you. I want you all to be encouraged tonight. God loves you, and I do too. You're going to make it tonight. Never give up on God. Never, ever give up on God. Stay with God, and God's going to stay with you. Listen, I'm going to get ready to leave you tonight. I want you to have a good evening. If you want to call me, you can call me, 252-214-0799. All right, take care. I got to go. You take care. I got to go. I got to go. There you go, right there. Oh, glory, hallelujah. There you go. Oh, that's, I didn't have it, did I? Oh, oh, it wasn't ringing. There it was. Okay, there you go. Well, I got to go, thanks to God. The devil's a liar, but I got to go. God is good to me. Somebody say, God is good. We got to go tonight. Call me at 252-214-0799. All right? God loves you and I do too. And you are more than a conqueror. Come on, say I'm more than a conqueror. Say it out your mouth. I'm more than a conqueror. You are more. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you for uh, being a part of our show today. Oh, the clock on the wall is telling me it's time I got to get up and get out of here. But I'm so glad that God is good. I'm glad that you are there. Listen, if you ever like to speak to me, you can call me at 252-214-0799. And remember, if you're not saved today, it's so simple to give your life to Jesus Christ. All you have to do is say, Lord, help me and forgive me for my sins. Really mean that in your heart. It's the Lord come into my heart and save me, and he'll do that. You'll be a born-again Christian. Well, you have a great day. My prayers are that you will always be blessed of the Lord in Jesus' name. Remember, if you want to call me, 252-214-0799. Have a great day in Jesus Christ. <laughs>